0: Change your perception of what you're looking at, and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio O'Genis, and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready, because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I'm going to talk about overthinking. This is actually an issue that I've been getting a lot of questions about and seeking some guidance on. I've been getting a lot of messages being sent in saying, how do I deal with constantly overthinking? How do I deal with rumination? How do I deal with obsessively thinking over one problem or one situation over and over again? I just can't seem to stop thinking about it. So I thought it might be valuable for me to address it in an episode. Now, the thing with overthinking is it's actually providing a lot of value. We don't necessarily think about it, but like all things in life, there's value to be extracted from what we're experiencing. The challenge with overthinking is that people are looking at it as if it's a problem and it's something that we should stop. Like our mind is stuck in a loop that we can't break out of. And I can understand why that's challenging, especially when you're in bed at night after a long day. And this happens to a lot of people, but you're probably really tired. You hit the pillow, you're ready to unwind, you're ready to crash and fall asleep. And then the next thing you know, you keep thinking about this one thing. And you just won't stop thinking about it, no matter how much you try. Well, the thing is, what I found in my experience is that's not actually a problem or a dysfunction. It's actually a brilliant function of the mind. Because your mind is actually a problem solver. It's looking to solve problems as much as it possibly can. And so if it notices that there's something that feels incomplete or something that it doesn't have complete closure on, or resolution on it will constantly look for the missing puzzle pieces until it's able to bring closure and solve the puzzle that's essentially what overthinking is so if you're overthinking a particular issue it's because that your mind is looking for solutions to a problem that it hasn't quite solved and the moment it finds that solution you stop overthinking the issue and i've seen this in multiple cases across The years that I've been doing this work, including in my own life, if I ever get stuck on a particular thought or I get trapped into thinking that this thing won't go away, I can't take my mind off it, I know that my mind is actually looking for solutions. So instead of getting stuck in that one thought pattern or that one train of thought, I utilize some of the approaches that I'll be sharing with you to help me break out of that cycle, find a solution and then move forward. So let me give you an example of the different ways that I've seen this show up in people's lives. Recently, I was talking with a client who was having these overthinking patterns that she couldn't break out of. And she was stuck in this rumination. She couldn't quite break out of it. And as we kind of dug into it, what I found was she was getting a huge amount of anxiety about some financial problems. Now, this is pretty consistent for most people. In fact, From some of the research that's out there, financial problems is the highest cause of divorce because there is such conflicting beliefs and perceptions around money that people have that it creates a huge dissonance and a huge conflict in relationships. And this is a relatively young relationship for her. I think it was only a year and a half in or two years in and wrestling with these feelings around some financial challenge. Now, the problem was her partner came into the relationship with a whole bunch of financial issues, debt that he had accumulated um, by trying to help some people and basically struggling with this debt that was hanging over him that required paying back. Now, because of this debt that was required to be paid back and it was taken up with major financial institutions and banks, it was all legitimate debt. And because of that, it was affecting his credit score. Now, she has these plans to buy a property. And she's worried that he won't be able to be a cosigner on the mortgage because of this financial debt that he's struggling to pay down. And it's kind of looming over the both of them. Now, she kept getting stuck in this thought pattern. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to get over this? And it was bringing up a huge amount of anxiety for her. What's interesting, though, is she didn't realize that that wasn't the issue. What was the issue was she couldn't find a solution. The problem wasn't that he had this debt. He was making good on this debt. He had a plan and a strategy in place to pay it down methodically without completely sinking his entire financial life. But that did affect his ability to borrow money. So as we explored, and I will give you these tips, but as we explored the solutions that were there in front of her that she could have used, a lot of the anxiety and a lot of the overthinking completely dissolved. I also had another client who was wrestling with similar feelings in a relationship, but it was plans to move in together. And she was ready to move in, but he wasn't. He was feeling a little apprehensive about it. Firstly, because of the financial costs that would come with it, because she has expensive taste and because she would want a bigger place than he does. Now he he's not earning as much as she is. And so that created a lot of challenge when he turned around and said, I don't think I'm ready, even though I said I was, I don't think I'm ready to do this just yet. The way in which he interpreted that was as if he didn't love her enough to make it happen, which wasn't the case. It wasn't a question of how much he loves her. It was just a question of him having a whole lot of fears around finances and overcommitting and not being able to get himself out from the financial situation that he was in which is basically earning less than what he wanted he wanted to be able to earn more before he increased his expenses and so she got stuck in the same kind of rumination cycle she was going to bed each night thinking what if he doesn't love me what if this is actually him just showing me how little he loves me should i get out of the relationship and just kind of getting stuck in this loop and so with both of these clients as i explored the various challenges that they were wrestling with and the rumination and the overthinking that they were getting stuck in, when we actually got to the bottom of it and found that there was a solution there, all of the overthinking and the rumination calmed down and it dissolved. So how do we do that? Well, I have a unusual preference with dealing with overthinking. It's not necessarily popular. And the reason for that is I prefer to lean in to the overthinking if you think about when you get stuck in overthinking you're rarely overthinking things that you feel positive about things that you have a positive perception or a polarized perception of something being really good or euphoric you don't sit there and just constantly think and overthink and overthink it's the things that you perceive that will be painful that you overthink now Let's just contemplate that for a second. Why are you overthinking the things that you perceive are painful or negative, but you're not overthinking the things that you perceive to be positive or euphoric in some way? It's because your overthinking or your desire to overthink is you trying to prevent pain. You're trying to reduce your experience of pain. You're protecting yourself. Well, that's what your mind's trying to do. If you're anticipating some kind of pain, Your mind is going to try and look for solutions to minimize that pain. That's what overthinking is. That's what rumination is. You don't ruminate over the things that you're feeling positive about. So my preference is to lean right in to where your mind is going. You might call this catastrophizing, or you might think of this as thinking of like worst case scenarios. I actually like leaning into that because the more you lean into that and the more you explore all the worst case scenarios of a situation is that you can actually find solutions for each of the things that you're worried about. So here's what it looks like with this client, uh, this woman who was wrestling with feeling like her partner's debt was kind of looming over her and going to trap her. We actually explored what that would look like. So I said to her, let's take a look at this. What are you worried will happen? she said, I'm worried that the banks won't give us a loan. Okay. And what's the worst case scenario in that? She said, well, I'd have to take on the mortgage. I'd have to be the only signer on the mortgage. Okay. What's the worst case scenario of that? She said, well, I might not be able to get as much as what I'd like. Okay. And does that mean you would only be approved for a property that maybe you don't want to purchase? She said, yeah. Or if I was approved for the amount all of the financial responsibility would fall onto me. And if for some reason he didn't want to try and contribute on paper, the only person the bank is interested in and considers responsible is me. I'm like, great. Is that a responsibility you want to take on? She's like, not by myself, not without him on paper as well. I said, great. So what's the solution there? She's like, well, I suppose I could not buy a property. It's like, great let's look at that. She's like, but I want to get into the property market, especially here in Australia at the moment, the property market's booming. It's going crazy. There's a lot of FOMO. So she's trying to get in. And that's what she said. I'm trying to get in before the prices go up too high. Okay. But if you're not in the financial position to take that on, is it wise for you to take on that commitment? She's like, I suppose not. So the solution to the situation, if he doesn't pay down any of his debt, And the banks don't give you the approvals that you're looking for is that you don't buy. She's like, yeah, I suppose that's true. Said, can you save in the meantime? Can you put money aside while you rent? She's like, yeah. Said, will you be homeless? She said, certainly not. I've got enough money to pay for rent and live in nice, comfortable homes. Great. So the worst case scenario is the way things are now will continue. Basically the same will continue, which isn't that bad. And when she thought about that, she's like, actually, that's not the worst case scenario. That's actually not too bad because there's a solution for it, which is not taking on a 25 year mortgage that I can't afford just yet, especially alone. And all of a sudden, all the pressure relief released off her and she calmed down. She's like, oh, it's actually not the worst thing in the world. I don't have to jump into the market when everybody else is. And I can take as much time as I need to get there. I'm like, yeah. So that's the worst case scenario. But the other end of the spectrum is that he's actually working on this and going to pay it down as quickly as he can. So that's probably going to save you quite a bit of money and also save you a bit of time. And so all this pressure, all this anxiety just came off her, and she has stopped thinking about it and thinking about his debt so much. And now she's present in the relationship, which is a huge deal. So let me walk you through what I did with this client. Firstly, what I started with was asking her what it was that she was anxious about. And what we went through piece by piece was working out what the worst case scenario is of each situation. And we kind of ran down the rabbit hole and we leaned right into the thing that was scaring her and right into the thing that she was fearing. And through the process of doing that, firstly, she was getting clear on what was actually freaking her out and creating all this overthought. And secondly it was helping her see, which is what the second step was, that for every worst-case scenario, when you get to the absolute end of that line of what the worst-case scenario is, you find that there is a solution for each of those. So whenever you find yourself overthinking, ask yourself, what's the worst-case scenario of this actually happening? And by leaning right into that, you will find that at the very end, of the worst case scenario, of the worst case scenario, of the worst case scenario. You know, you might have to go five layers deep before you get to the bottom. And when you get there, you will find that there is a solution for that. So list out all the worst case scenarios of how it could possibly go. And then I want you to list at least two or three solutions to each of those worst case scenarios. And when you realize there are multiple solutions to each of those situations, you're actually going to work out that it's fine and you're going to be okay. And when you realize that you're going to be okay, and it's not nearly as bad as what you think, then all the overthought, your mind's temptation to protect you, will dissolve because it no longer sees a threat. Because for the problems that it's looking at, it sees solutions. And as an equation, when solutions are equal to the problem, There's no longer a problem. And then once you get to that place, your mind calms down. I can't emphasize that enough. When the solution is equal to the problem, you no longer see a problem. That's a game changer. So, whenever you find yourself getting stuck in fixating on problems, it's because your mind hasn't found the solution yet and it hasn't found resolution. So, when you achieve or when you arrive at resolution, all of the overthought, all of the rumination calms down. Now, the same is true for things that you might ruminate over the past. Usually what happens when you're overthinking things from the past, memories, right, where someone said something or you said something and you just keep playing it over and over in your head. It's the same thing. It's because you perceive that there was something that went wrong and your mind is seeking resolution on that and you're getting stuck in this loop. So a way for you to calm down some of your concerns is If you're expecting that situation to have created a chain reaction of events in the future, you can do the same thing. Ask yourself, what's the worst case scenario of A, B, C, and D, and what are three solutions to each of those scenarios? And you will find that you won't be so concerned. The other thing you can do is with these experiences in the past that you're ruminating over, let's say someone said something and it pissed you off or it pushed a button ask yourself what were all the benefits and how was it enriching your experience and your life at the time that they did what they did or they said what they said until you can see that it was actually valuable and when you see that it was valuable again your mind calms down because it sees a gift and has found resolution and solution in it because the reality is all of life's experiences are neutral but if you're perceiving it as good or bad you've tipped the scales of balance And your mind is constantly seeking balance or what we might call homeostasis. So if you're allowing your mind to come back to balance, come back to neutrality or equilibrium as it's sometimes described, is that when you arrive there, your brain calms down because it's found solutions. It's like, okay, we're good here. Got it. And then you extract value from the experience and you move forward. So, if you're getting tripped over these past experiences, look for where the value was. Ask yourself how it was helping you. And if you perceive, if you're ruminating over something that you've done to somebody else, do the same thing. How how is that a benefit to them? How are you helping them if you're wrestling with some kind of guilt? That will help alleviate some of the guilt, which I will also get into in a future episode. And also, I refer to guilt in my book, How to Do Life. If you haven't purchased a copy, little plug, make sure you go and grab a copy of it. There's a whole chapter dedicated to guilt and dealing with it. But the point here is that the more you seek solutions in these scenarios that you're fixated on problems, you will actually calm the mind down and your overthinking will calm down. The overthinking is not a problem. It's a check engine light saying, hey, you're stuck. All you see is a problem and it's looking for solution. No matter how much you try to shut down the overthinking, it will not work. In fact, it just makes it feel worse. So grab a pen and paper or grab your notebook or your phone and start typing out all the various solutions to the different problems that you see in that scenario, and you will find it would all calm down, your mind will come to ease, and you'll be able to move forward with your life. So with that, I hope this was helpful. I hope this episode was helpful giving you some insight onto how to deal with overthinking and rumination. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to wherever you're listening or watching this podcast. And um, thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.